Blog Talk Radio.
everyone uh, thank you for joining us today on Zambia Block Talk Radio we seem to be uh, having a technical problem here Dr. Kalonde good morning good good morning my brother how are you Anethan? I'm doing okay hi Dr. Pat good morning Boy Kalini how are hey, you I'm quiet I'm good, I'm good, mm. I'm good. Uh, I'm going uh-uh. to do something that we normally don't like doing live on the air. And uh, Dr. Kalonde, can I ask this gentleman to call you and you try to do a three-way? Oh, which gentleman is that? <laughs> our guest, our guest. Because oh, yeah, even I on, can do that. Uh, yeah, let, let me give him your number because I've tried to do a three-way on my phone, which I normally do when we are having technical problems, but it, okay. it's still not working. He's trying to call directly into the switchboard. It's still not working. Uh, <laughs> everything we are doing is, is not working. So he's asking me if there's somebody else he can call. Uh, okay. okay. I've given him your number. Yes. I've given him your number. He's going to call call you. And then you can do a, a mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Let's let's try to let's try to work on that. All right, you'll be calling you shortly. So, Doctor Patrick, how are you? As we wait for Doctor Kalonde to connect our guest. I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, and uh, we would like to sort of have a discussion here, although some people think it's not the appropriate time to talk about national debt. Uh, mm-hmm. they, say it's a, they say a friend of mine was saying it's a gloomy topic in the circumstances that we are in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what you think. I, I said to myself, well, we can tailor the discussion to see what uh what do you call it 
how the lending institution, the IMF, and all those, the um, European Union, all the multilateral companies, they can work around well, us. Yeah, they can to see how they that, can alleviate the. Go ahead. Yeah, that is a, a, a is a gloomy topic. But it can be enlivened or enlivened if you talk about how to get out of debt. Yes. If you remain in debt, then it remains to be gloomy. The clouds will continuously be overcast. But if um. you bring up the topic of debt and then you talk about ways of getting out of debt or reducing debt, then and then it's a good thing. Debt in itself can be a good thing. You can use it to build a country, to build your your own capital, to build the, your town or your city or your community or your province. You can use debt okay. to be a beneficial tool. It's just knowing how Con- to use continue, it. Continue, Dr. Patrick. Yes. Uh, debt, debt is a, a, a type of um, it's a type of tool to move you into poverty or move you into uh, a, a richness or to move you into being a, a benefactor. So debt is uh, is something to be handled or something to be managed. So if you're a manager of debt, then you're in a good position. But if you're not a manager of debt, but you're an uh, instrument of debt, then you're in, in bad shape. Uh, for, for example, if you're looking at debt uh-huh. as a national um, implement, or then you have to look at it two ways. You can be a, okay. a debtor, debtor nation, uh-huh. or you can be a creditor. Now, the United States is a debtor nation. Yes. But when you think of the United States, you think of it being a capital resourceful um, nation. Uh, okay. Uh, some countries All that right. are real small okay. or... I, I, uh, uh, sorry to cut you, Dr. Patrick. It looks like our guest managed to call in. Uh, sorry about the technic- uh, Sorry about the technicalities, Mr. Mulunga, and uh, we are glad that you are joining us, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Jones Mulunga is an econ- economist and accountant by profession. He currently serves as executive director at the Center for Young Leaders in Africa. He has. Uh, 12 years of banking experience to his credit at the Finance Bank and Standard Chartered, uh, respectively. Uh, Jones, good afternoon to you and welcome. Okay, he he can't hear me. (laughs) Hello, Jones. Hey, John. Hello. 
Jones. Hello. Okay. Mr. Malunga. Mr. Malunga. You are hello? Mr. Malunga. Okay, I don't know. John. Hello, John. Doctor Pat, say something. Hello. John, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I think he's trying to get through. He's through. I can see his number on the switchboard, but he, uh -huh. he doesn't see no, I don't hear anything. The, oh, there uh -huh. we hear him. Hello, John. Okay. Hello, John. Okay. We <laughs> Dr. Calonde. He says he tried to call your number and uh, it went straight to voicemail. Um, okay. It never showed up. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I'm on. Says, yes, I know. That's what I told him that. Uh, okay, where where is he? Again. He's in Lusaka. He's, hello, John. Can you hear me now? Okay, Jones. Um, Hello, Jones. Jones, can you hear me?
Akalonde, what have you done to this thing? <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me try to ask him to call you again. This thing is uh, very unusual. Okay, let me. I'm going to ask him to call you again, Wakalonde, and see if he can. He can he can come through your number. Um, seems whatever is going on. Uh, okay, here he comes again. Okay, hi John. Can Hello. You hear me now? Can you hear me? Yama, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Nkama. It looks like you're having some challenges with... Uh... We are having some challenges. Let me ask the gentleman to call you so that maybe you can do a three-way call. Okay. He says when he calls Dr. Kalonde, it's going to voicemail. No problem. You do that. And, and okay. Dr. Kalonde is on the phone. Looking on the phone without seeing yes, him. Yes, I call. know. That's that, that's why I'm telling him. I said no. Let uh, him. Tr- yeah, let him try that table. Okay. Okay. That's uh, good. Uh, yeah. So uh, okay, let's uh, see what what we can do here as we uh, as we try to 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 do what we can do here. And uh, anyway, that's what happens when you are trying to discuss issues like this. That's what happens. <laughs> so, all right, he's going to try and go, uh, what do you call it? Uh, and we see how we move from there. Uh, those that are listening online, we do apologize for this uh, complication here. Uh, no. But uh, um, let's try to see if it calls, but you say, well, if it will work. If it will work. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yes, Hello? Yama, did you say he's on? Yes, he's on. Okay, John, thank you. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? Doing okay. So, oh my goodness, we sincerely apologize about uh, the technicalities. How is how is Zambia today? I understand it's the weather is yes. extremely cold. Yeah, it's extremely cold here. And uh, we don't understand what's going on. It's climate change, my brother. Climate change. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's really crazy. Okay. La- everybody, thanks for joining us. Those that are listening online, like I said, Jones is an economist and accountant by profession. He has 12 years of banking and uh, experience to his credit. And he currently serves as executive director at the Center for Young Leaders in Africa. Uh, we have lost about 20 whatever minutes, but it doesn't matter. Let's discuss and uh, let's try to cover as much ground as we can. And I appreciate you joining us. Uh, help 
an ordinary person listening to this show, Jones, what does national debt or what comprises national debt? When we say a country has got debt, what are we saying? What does that mean? Uh, he dropped out. Oh, my goodness. He, he's going to call you again, and let's uh, <laughs> just see where he's going to go from there. Um, okay. As soon as he comes on, I'll, I'll connect you. Yeah. As soon as he comes back, we shall, we, we, we shall try to... Sounds good. Uh, uh, yeah. At least you went through your number. And uh, uh, when, I, when I tried to connect him for my end, it, it just wasn't working. And uh, uh, those those kind of things. Okay. Uh, we don't lose heart. Try to wait for him to call back and uh, see what happens. Because this, um, these are some of the things that can be frustrating. Yama, you will let us know when he comes through. And we shall continue our our discussion here. Uh, let's say hi to this hardworking lady, frontline soldiers. Hi, Miss Clotilde. Hello. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing fine. How's work? How are things? What's the situation? It seems the Houston is under a surge again. Yeah, actually, in terms of numbers in the hospital, it's worse than the first wave, actually. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, in the mm. hospital. So many units that are open now. We can't even run away from it. Mm. <laughs> Just oh. pray for us. I was, kind of like, uh, I was thinking the other day I almost ran out of the hospital. I felt so claustrophobic. <laughs> I know from your point of view living in in that area what do you think has led to this you know what I cannot even tell I can't yeah but of course people have been careless you know every time there's a celebration there's a holiday numbers go up so yeah. this is something yeah. that people can control. It's very true. And this is the, uh, this situation has led to us coming out of, uh, what do you call it, the 4th of July, right? Right, right. No, I said from Memorial. <clears throat> Everything started from Memorial Weekend. Okay, from Memorial Weekend and then going into then the 4th, 4th of, of July. July. Yeah. Yeah, because it was almost like weekend back, weekend to back, weekend to back, weekend right, to back. Right. And uh, those video clips or pictures were seen where people at huge parties at the beach right. and all those things. And uh, hmm. now this yeah. was 4th of July, they had closed off the beach. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think it would have been worse. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yama, how are things in Pennsylvania? Yes, uh, That's uh, good morning, my Pennsylvania is... Uh...
Come on, that's not me. <laughs> that's the word. Yes. That's the word. It's not Dr. Patrick playing that music. No, I think we've been hot. Huh? <laughs> no, that's not me. That's Dr. Patrick. Is that your music song? No, no, that's not me. <laughs> oh, that must be our sister to buy Yes, that's actually. some difficulties that are happening. I said, well, what did you say the situation is there? You know, I'm trying, I'm supposed to be coming to Pennsylvania, but I'm very reluctant to make this trip. <laughs> no, don't be reluctant. And uh, unless uh, if uh, Texas is that bad and you have to be quarantined when you get here. But uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm afraid of, Clotilda. I may get there and then they discover that I'm from Texas. Then they will put me through all these, uh, I don't want to days, start, uh, yeah, Before they will tell it. me, I can, yeah, they will tell me I can't go anywhere in the next 14 days, and I can't afford to do that. <laughs> True. Yeah, that, before, you, that, before you take your flight, you know, we'll find out, and uh, if, uh, if that's how it's going to turn out, then we'll make sure that you don't travel, you know? Yeah, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but, it, it, uh, it, it, you know, go ahead. Yeah, but no, finish off. Finish off. Um, Pennsylvania, you know, uh, uh, it's green. You can go out. And uh, I think the only thing you can do is to go drink uh, at the bar. But you can go in the restaurant and you can have a drink and then the spacing. Um, uh, you know, I mean, we are we are moving about like you know everything else. Yeah, um, but uh, but I but I read something about uh, what do you call it? Your governor saying uh, he was putting some some stringent measures as well because the situation seemed to be sort of uh, getting out of hand. And yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know, as a leader, and uh, the way this uh, coronavirus is about, you know, when you hear something like uh, there's uh, 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 a comeback of it, so you have to take some uh, uh, leadership and you have to make sure that uh, uh, you know how people are because of their business being Mm. 
Okay. You know, yeah. you know, uh, Mr. Nathan. Yes, go ahead, Baclon. Yeah, uh, you know the mistake we made on coronavirus. Oh, the mistake we made on coronavirus is that um, we came out of the uh, that the stay home order very mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the economic impact that we were going to have uh, to that stay home. Stay it's home, going yeah. to be worse now than what we are going to have. If by that time we had to put we had put two things in place, mm-hmm. the, the the stay home and the mask, that would have reduced the time that we are going to spend on fighting coronavirus. But in the states that um, uh, opened early, you can mm-hmm. see how far. It is going now, and how much it is now devastating to the economy and to the people's lives. It's yeah. going to affect us longer because we did not do the right thing. And in some places, like he, our sister was talking about, Wakrotilda, when you ask her the, the numbers, why they are going up in some areas, this we must be able to tell the truth. In some places, it's due to stubbornness. Like what we saw in Florida, you saw what was happening in Florida where people were at the beach like nothing is in existence, like nothing is, in, you know, between them and their lives. They took it like nonchalant type of life, like, hey, we just have to. But we are lucky. We have also the freedom to die. So, you <laughs> see, the problem is that, the only problem is that that freedom to die should not affect my life, you see? If um, you have nothing to live for, and or if you don't care, please do care for me, you see? Do care for the next person sitting next to you, because maybe they are not ready like you are. That's where the problem was. There was, uh, you know, people did not understand the reality of the time. Um, um. That's why problem was, if we had stayed home a little bit, maybe two weeks longer, uh, with masks on uh, every time you stepped out, things would have been different right now. Excuse me, uh, Dr. Kalon, our guest is on. Uh, Mr. Kamba, can you talk to our guest, please? Okay. Uh, John, you're on? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, that's good. Uh, we, we, let's see what we can do in the 25 minutes that we have. So speak to us about what does please, national please, debt please. mean or what comprises national debt. Okay, thank you very much for this invitation. Apologies for this confusion. I think my phone is being interfered with. Um, so basically, if we're talking about national, yeah, if we're talking about national debt, uh, we talk about. Um, uh, publicly guaranteed debt. So this is the outright debt that the government gets. It's mm-hmm. also debt that is guaranteed by the government for state-owned enterprises. So all in all, it's, it's, it's debt that is outrightly contracted by the government and debt that is contracted by state-owned enterprises that the government guarantees 
which then comprises a publicly guaranteed debt. And in this instance, this is the debt that a nation owes to citizens of other, uh, a sovereign country owes to citizens of other nations. Okay. Now, when you say government guaranteed, what, what, what are you saying? What does that mean? Government guaranteed. What does that mean? What that, so what that means is uh, you say when government is implementing policy, it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't implement that policy in obsolete. So there are other quasi-government institutions like um, water utilities, electricity utilities, uh, national housing utilities. Now, these, in their own space, they go and contract it, but then the government, through the Ministry of uh, Finance, have to guarantee mm. if these institutions are to default, then the government will take up that uh, the liability. That is what is the uh, publicly guaranteed debt. Okay. Excellent. So, obviously, yeah. Jones, there are situations which happened worldwide in every country. There are situations or circumstances where we have a change of government, okay? MMD loses to elections, PF wins, or in, this, the United, in the United States we have the Democrats lose, the Republicans take over. So when we changed government, I can't 2012, I can't 2011, somewhere there, when the late president Sata took over from uh, Rupia Banda, what was what was our date at that time? And what does it imply? What does national debt imply as change of government? Two questions there. What was our debt? What, what was the date that Mr. Sata inherited, and what does that imply? What are the implications to our lenders? Okay, uh, so the, the external date... Uh, that our government owed as of 2011, before there was a change of mm-hmm. government by uh, to the PF, uh, was 3.5 billion dollars. Okay. Okay. That was 3.5 billion dollars. So in other words, we can say the, the, the MMD handed over an external debt of 3.5 billion dollars, and then currently the debt stands at about um, 10.6 billion dollars external. Mm-hmm. Then about yeah. the $8.4 billion in Keno, uh, bringing the total to about $20 billion. Um, suffice to mention that uh, the IMF sources uh, uh, are indicating now that um, we are at 100% uh, debt to GDP uh, ratio, implying that uh, if our GDP output uh, per annum is $25 billion, uh, and mm-hmm. our debt is also at $25 billion. But, of course, this is coming from the background of information not being sufficiently provided uh, by the government. There's a bit of uh, a lack of transparency in giving the actual numbers. Now, what is the implication of the debt uh, when you're doing uh, a, a changeover? First of all, uh, you have to understand that that debt does not go away because you've changed the government. No, it doesn't. Um, secondly... Yeah, the implication uh, thereof is that uh, there are two things that could happen. Uh, of course, the debt has to be continued to be repaid, but then mm-hmm. the new government, for example, is able to go back to the lenders and say, look, we didn't understand this situation in totality because information was withheld from us. Uh, please could we look at the conditional precedents that apply to these loans? 
and then you try to renegotiate. Um, however, in, in, in a nutshell, really, the, um, the implication of uh, an inherited debt is, is that reality hits the, <laughs> the new government, and the, if they were not well engineered to be able to handle that particular date, then you mm. find yourself in a very weird and precarious situation. Mm. What institutions do we all? <laughs> okay, uh, so primarily um, the Zambian debt is, is, is owed to uh, China at 32% of the total debt. Uh, so in other words, that 4.6 I, I mentioned, I think 2% of that is owed to China, and then in, uh, the 1% is owed to multinational corporations. I mean, sorry, the the the, the euro bonds. So yeah, 31% is owed to multinational corporations, and then 13% is owed to the to the euro bonds, and then 3% is owed to the Paris Club, and then about 1% is owed to commercial commercial institutions. Mm -hmm. Can you help us understand what is what, what is, is the euro? What, how is the euro bond different from the regular traditional debt? What, what is the euro bond? Okay, so debt uh, comes in various forms and aspects. Now, mm -hmm. uh, what is a euro bond? A euro bond is just basically uh, debt uh, that was acquired on account of issuing a bond, and primarily that bond was issued to the euro market. So a bond is an instrument that um, the government issues out to a lender, and it pays a coupon rate at the end of the year, which is a coupon payment. So in other words, that coupon uh, payment is basically the rate, the interest rate that is payable on the bond. So in this instance, the bond is owed to various... You, you go to the money market. So like you, Miss Nathan, you come to, to Katondo Street and then you say, okay, guys, um, I've got this instrument. Can somebody buy into this instrument? Uh, I'm trying to raise uh, 10 million kwacha. So various people come and subscribe. Uh, others take up, maybe they give you 2 million, just like that. Then when you aggregate that, it makes the total, the total amount of the bond. So this bond is just as a financial instrument that the government used uh, by going to the financial market in Europe and issued that bond to various uh, lenders, individuals, corporations, uh, you can name them, and then you, uh, collect that money. So the difference with them, the other forms of debt is that you have uh, multilateral debt. So these are mm -hmm. this is the type of debt that you want to collect from the monetary fund, for example, or the World Bank or the African Development uh, Bank. And then you also have uh, debt between between nations, like they said, 1% that I mentioned, I think about 6.6 billion that is owed to to China. So mm -hmm. this is really the difference between the 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 the, 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 the bonds debt and the rest of the other debt. Okay. Jones, what implications does debt have on the national budget of the country? Well, it, it has the, uh, um, two broad implications if we, if we were to simplify it. So one is that um, 
it's, it's positive. Uh, one aspect is positive, the other aspect is negative. Now, what's the positive aspect? As, as a developing nation, you appreciate the fact that there's no nation in the world that has developed without space. So of course. You have a, 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 a limited resource base, so you reach out to your partners. They help you with the with debt. It could be concessional debt or open market debt or whatever form of debt it is. And this debt helps you to unlock uh, financial resources to various, uh, various sectors of, of, of the economy. So essentially you can use debt to be able to stimulate economic growth. So you borrow mm -hmm. money, you go and put up a bridge, you put up a dam, and then uh, from that dam you create an irrigation scheme, and then that irrigation scheme uh, uh, produces food which you put on the market. That's that's the positive part of it. Or you could get that and build the university and then uh, get qualified graduates who come and become professional technocrats in your governance system and then in turn the country benefits. But then the downside of it is that if debt is accrued or accumulated beyond a certain threshold, and I think scholars around the world and maybe their fellow economists here that are listening who agree with, uh, with me that um, it becomes a chokehold on you, on your economy if you go beyond a particular a particular threshold, and then it shrinks your capacity to accumulate and mobilize resources for other social sectors, for example, education, health, agriculture, which are able to help the country to unlock the the, the productivity, which increases in, uh, people's income and things like that. So if you are alive to the fact that when the president was presenting in parliament, he did actually uh -huh. to say out of the total out of the total expenditure that the government of Zambia is spending, forty uh, percent is spent towards paying debt, forty one percent is spent towards personal emoluments. Out of a hundred percent, you only remain with nine percent, which now you have to share between the remaining social uh, sectors. Now, 9% really, how much are you spending on education? How much are you spending on social infrastructure? I mean, uh, um, health facilities? It, it, it literally means there's nothing that is happening. Mm -hmm. And the consequence of that is that it leads to a lot of instability. It can actually cause um, war uh, because people really become um, deprived of, of, of income, there are no opportunities, there are no jobs that are being created because you are spending all the money that you have paying debt. So in a simpler term, it's the same thing when you bring it down to your household. So you get paid $10,000 and then you are owing $10,000. So what does that mean? It means every time when you get paid, your next pay is going to save you for $10,000. What happens in the home? your marriage will break up, the children will become something else. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <clears throat> when you have 9% only to share uh, for national issues, education, like you've tabulated the health and all the other issues, 9% is not quite a bit. Uh, there was something that... No, it's not. Hit the, yeah, there's some news that hit the the national social media and whatever web anybody wants to use. That announcement, Jones, yeah. where the government said 
I can't remember the right terminology. When we were going to engage a foreign company to, to what? To restructure our debt? What was the right To restructure the debt. Yes. Can you explain to us what it means to restructure debt? And was there no way to engage a local company to do that? <laughs> okay. Um so I should I, I should mention from the outset, Nathan, that I'm really not here to to paint my government black or to really mm. paint a picture as if uh, uh, we are in a dark abyss here and things like that. Um, no. Memory serves us that there's actually countries that have undergone our situation. Uh, currently, you can check your internet sources. Uh, Argentina has defaulted. Uh, uh, Mozambique, I think, has defaulted on its euro bond, and we are not the only ones to find ourselves in such a situation. Now, um, the, the announcement you are referring to is the, the process that the government has embarked on to restructure the debt. Uh, basically, to restructure the debt simply means to renegotiate uh, the payment processes uh, so that okay. we can get out of that top of out of that chokehold that you are in, and then relook at the conditions that were attached to a loan, so that the loan then can help you to free part of your cash flows to be used in productive sectors of the of the economy. And mm. now uh, it, it 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 comes at various levels. Uh, Zambia is the is, is the least developed country, and then okay. this date, like I said. Uh, the, the, the weird part of the debt, uh, sorry to use that term, is that there is um, a $4 billion that is owed to the European lenders, um, the China, okay. if you want to call them that way, which is the euro bonds. Now, this is the, the, the debt that I explained to say. It comes with a coupon payment at a, an agreed period, either six months or 12 months. You pay the interest for 10 years, and then in the 10th year, you pay off the principal amount. Uh, now, next uh, two years from now, which is 2022, we are supposed to pay the first principal, which is the first, from the first euro bond of $750 million. Now, uh, our economy is uh, projected to grow at uh, uh, minus uh, 5%. So literally, it is shrinking by 5%. And then next year, when you do the projection models, I think it will grow by not less than 2%. Now, that means the, the economy won't have the capacity to be able to generate enough revenue to handle that principle when it falls due as a bullet payment. So the government then goes on um, a normal transaction, I think, path to discuss with the owner of the lender to say, look, can we relook at the terms and see how we can, uh, you can give us a breathing space and then what happens with the, the repayment? What can you leave us with? What can we manage? How do we stimulate the economy? Now, um, this requires internationally acceptable companies that are able to restructure and go with correct expertise okay. and reputation. Um, mm -hmm. Not to say there are no people in Zambia that were qualified. I think we had the ABSA, we had Barclays Bank, uh, those are Zambian companies that also did bid, but then when you are bidding, it comes down to the person who gives the most competitive and lowest price. 
So in this okay. instance, then Lazard was 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 selected also I think on the strength that they are the ones that are actually structuring the date for Argentina. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So like you said, the idea is not to make yeah. our government always look terrible, gloomy, incompetent and whatever. It's just a matter of trying to understand how these Indeed. things work. Okay. And of course when you're being at international Indeed. platform, international companies always I mean if they, they show the experience now, Jones, again, our idea here is not to make us, not to paint a gloomy picture in the midst of a COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. My next question, as we mm-hmm. conclude here, I want to try to reschedule you to come back again. We discuss the economy and other things. So when I get, a, when a country sure. gets debt, like, are there provisions or clauses in those arrangements or agreements that when you have a catastrophe like we are in now, can that debt be restructured, be cancelled, be forgiven, be whatever? What is happening in the current situation we are in concerning the people with all money? <laughs> that's, a, that's a mouthful question, <laughs> but I'll try to answer it in this simplest way. Okay, um, uh, first of all, I, I think you have to appreciate the fact that Zambia is coming from uh, a, a considerably persistent three years of a drought starting in 2015, 2016, and 2017. Now, that in itself really had a very serious effect on the on the uh, economic activity of the nation because we say that the nation faced uh, 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 drought in certain parts or faced floods in the other sector. So already the economy was coming from that background. I'm sure you are aware that we were uh, encountering 12 hours of load shedding. Now, you imagine where you are there. If the economy is shut down for 12 hours because there's no power, what it does to... To, to how it disrupts the economic flow of, of, yeah. of, of, of activities. Now, um, having said that, and then the unfortunate event of the COVID outbreak, uh, God forbid, I don't know what's causing this, this virus, it has literally <laughs> accelerated the, the economic malice that we find ourselves, ourselves in. Um, the, it is compounding the situation. Now, when you go back to international trade and finance, um, mm-hmm. there, are condi- there are certain conditions that, com- that can be triggered, for example, to enable you not to pay uh, your debt. Uh, and mostly these are what is called like force majeure. Uh, this is a situation where, you know, you take a calamity, your house gets flooded because there was so much rain in that particular area, and then you, you die. The people that remain behind, they can't be held accountable over that particular debt because there was like an act of God. However, uh, the international financial lending mechanism operates in such a way that if we are in the situation that we are in, you could mm. be able to trigger certain terms, okay, with uh, world mm. financing where the loan can either be frozen for a particular period of time, okay, or it can be restructured to fit into the economic profile that the country is undergoing through. Now, the unfortunate part is uh, our government hasn't been really forthcoming in terms of engaging bilateral partners and multilateral partners that have been of very, very serious importance to our national development, such as the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund. Now, as we speak today, 
uh, the International Monetary Fund resident director does not sit in Zambia. They sort of like deferred and they moved them out. And he's negotiating through Skype from, from, from Washington. This is a very unfortunate situation. Just yesterday, the IMF had a virtual meeting with the, the Ministry of Finance to try to see how Zambia can apply to the COVID emergency stand still uh, uh, fund facility so that the, uh-huh. they can try to freeze this this date uh, and see how the economy rebounds to be able to Now, um, on the flip side of it, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot because we went for Chinese debt, which literally comes with no conditions attached in terms of transparency, good governance, human rights, and all hmm. these aspects. They just give you as you wish oh, as you qualify. And then we went, we went to the euro bond, which is literally walking into into loan sharks. These are individuals. Uh, if we go and negotiate, the individuals of the owners of these loans actually have got the capacity to say, look, we don't want. Can you resell this debt and give us our money? Now, that simply means that uh, the premium on your loans and the risk premium is going up. You pay more. Uh, our quarter is now at 18 quarter to $1. We got the money when the quarter was at uh, 7 quarter dollar the difference is the cost to the nation we will restructure it will it will be restructured um, we simply defer it to the future generation and the, in one or the other date is that you have to to, to to pay it but it's very it's very tight it's not nice hmm. my friend has a quick question as we end yes uh john <laughs> this is roger in canada very quick one uh, uh, so when we go to the structure, uh, how much does our corruption problems uh, affect us uh, in the in negotiations? Uh, corruption is an issue of perception. <clears throat> okay, uh, if you look, if you read the transparency report uh, of 2019, Zambia is appearing on the corruption index as. Uh, one of the highly corrupt countries in the world. Now, um, the, that perception comes with it, the ability of people to hold you in contempt when you are negotiating, because they'll tell you to say, look, if you need to restructure this date, mm-hmm. what is the ability that you are going to, to implement your resources in your country properly um, to, to be able to ensure that the economy goes back on the correct track to generate the money to pay us? Because then they'll give you examples. They say, look, we are so corrupt in such a way that when we give you money, you are going to spend this money in the nightclub, and then we'll be back tomorrow morning discussing the same debt issue. Now, that has the potential to actually make the restructuring very expensive. So like I said, the Eurobond, for example, that is money that is owed to individuals who bought a coupon on the, on the bond. Most of those people are these rich world guys in Europe. They're not interested in really in the social welfare of the country. So they were expecting a dividend after 10 years, and 10 years is a very long time to, to wait. So what they'll right. say to mm. do is also look, we understand your situation, but then um, can, 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 can we get a transaction advisor? We sell off this debt. You give us our money. We want to go for holidays with our women in the Virgin Islands or wherever it is. Because of the way you you get perceived. The reason why the government is not agreeing with the IMF 
because the IMF attaches transparency and serious governance conditions to the debt that they give. So when they give you money to help you with your current account deficit, they will literally prescribe to say this money you can't use it on workshops, you can't use it on building <laughs> flats, you can't use it on anything else. And yes. that aspect is what causes now the politician to say, look, we cannot accept this condition. Can't you allow African market if we can get free things from China? <laughs> and then, of course, China gives you, they are interested in your Victoria Falls and all those things. So really, the issue of corruption is very serious. And you can see if you measure your index of foreign direct investment into Africa mm. from the rest of the world, you discover that countries like Namibia, uh, feature better on that index, and the investors are interested That's in true. going to, to Namibia yeah. because the, the, the electricity corporation of Namibia is able to honor its invoices as and when they fall due from the independent power producers that are producing energy which is being used to run the economy. Here in mm, Zambia, we a situation mm. where ZECO does not pay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We've run out of time. What we shall do is we shall reschedule you to come and discuss wide-ranging issues, not just the debt, but the economic situation of the African situation in the COVID uh, situation. Sure. Thanks, John. Thanks, everybody. Uh, let's go back in for Open Forum. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.